Once you approve. Matt Thurl, uh, part of 4th Troop, uh, which is a human engagement troop, part of A Squadron. I'm Lance Corporal Matthew Hughes. I'm a gunner in the Air One. And I'm Captain Jonathan Quick, the Regimental Signals Officer and the Media Officer for the Light Dragoons, but also the, part of the headquarters of the Long Range Recce Group, Marley. So I've been here for now, coming up to, well, just over a month. Uh, and we've come here, I basically arrived a little bit earlier than everyone else to try and set it up and sort of prepare it for everyone else's arrival um, and the others have sort of just turned up so I'll hand you over to, to Husey and he can say which country we're in and where we're all at. So the country of operations is Mali uh, which is in Africa. Been here about two weeks now and then um, just done a bit of climatisation and then we're just starting our graph now. So I came with Husey as well, uh, I've been here two weeks. Um, yeah, we've just done the sort of acclimatisation and um, the training packages, getting getting the lads ready to sort of uh, to go out. On operations, I don't think I've ever had a sort of a better facilities than this. Yeah, really. it's pretty good. Yeah. We'd, uh, Accommodation we'd, wise, it's absolutely good. You've done it? Afghan, haven't you? Yeah, I've done two Afghans and <clears> obviously <throat> Kabrit, but this place is, is, is pretty good. I can't really grumble. Yeah, we've got a, uh, I mean, it's been built in about six months, over the course of six months, and they've effectively just, we've turned a bit of desert into a sort of ISO container, small, small village. Uh, so each room is an ISO container where you share with one other, um, thankfully with aircon stuck at 25 degrees. So which is, which is... It's got furniture in it. It's not just an ISO container. <laughs> yeah, no, it does have furniture. A bit grim, really. Yeah. It? It's not really... It's cool, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a bit of... There, there's furniture in it, thankfully, yeah. uh, which makes life a bit more comfortable. And, uh, yeah, it's good. And we've got Wi-Fi. We've just started setting up the gym, and the lads are quite happy with that. We've, we've actually... It's the first time I've ever known lads willingly volunteer to do work. So uh, they've come and they've helped us set up. We've got most of the kit in there now. Uh, just a few more bits to arrive and then the lads, uh, good for the lads' welfare and that. The second time, probably willingly, uh, the lads to get to do work was the arrival of one tonne of post yesterday. Oh. Never have I seen people so quickly run to uh, start shifting kit. Um, <clears throat> and we've got another, another half tonne arriving today. is fantastic um, get three good meals a day breakfast is a bit hit and miss um, because the food comes from the Germans so sometimes they like a bit of cake and stuff for the breakfast but obviously I take part in the German cuisine so yeah it's been pretty good um, get lots of food um, and then there's milk and then energy drinks and stuff for the boys as well which is good in the fridges yeah so it's set up in like a it's like you go in and it's a buffy style in it so There'll, yeah. be, there'll be like salads there at the start, get your water and stuff like that, and then you've got like a main option. And it's, it's sort of, it's a total surprise every day what it's gonna be really, innit? but it's, on the whole, it's been, been quite good really, the, the standard. Yeah, it's definitely good. We had, um, I think they might be running out of food slightly. Uh, <laughs> it, takes, it takes eight weeks to, um, to change the menu. So we've sort of, I would say the last couple of days, we've had a couple of runouts of fridge raiders. Um, which have been... What do you mean by that? 
chicken you know the chicken refrigerators you know no 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 one's stealing from the fridges i don't think but uh the chicken refrigerators you know the sort of packet i don't know know how to describe them it's chicken in a packet it's chicken in a packet yeah pretty well described um refrigerator i'm sure the 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 audience knows what a refrigerator is but (laughs) they uh it's getting better it's definitely getting better certainly better than um well, some, first when I went to Poland, did you go? To, you did Poland as well, I did you? Poland, yes. You did Poland as well. So all three of us did Poland, and um, when we first turned up there, I mean, there was sort of fish heads and mm, delicious. I never want to see a fish head or smoked pierogi again, to be honest. <laughs> Pork schnitzel was a Pork schnitzel, yeah. But no, food here is good. Food here is good. I mean, we could talk for hours about food, to be honest. Lovely puddings as well. Ah, the pork knuckle, yeah. We haven't had any local food, although. I've got a few Gurkhas on my team um, and they're already gearing up, ready to get some, some good Gurkha curries going with the QM promising them a goat. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But we've had no local meals yet. I don't think we will, to be honest, um, because it's all contractor, cooker, contractor chefs. But the guys, when they go out on the ground, I guess maybe you might have a, a local meal. The only drama with sort of local, local food is is if you get a dodgy batch of, of anything, then that could be sort of a lot of soldiers out of action with various different ailments. I won't go into it too much. <laughs> yeah, it can be pretty savage. So um, definitely we'll spare the viewers or the listeners that graphic detail. Eating alive. Depends on Honestly. Your, depends on your blood group. Uh, I've not been bitten once since I've been here, so I'm quite lucky. Other people get absolutely mauled by them. Yeah, I don't usually it? get bitten, but I, so in an evening after six, isn't it? After yeah, six, after six, six, yeah. Sleeves down, and then obviously trousers and stuff like that. And then um, that's meant to mitigate the uh, the mozzies, but the it's not been really been working for myself. I've got the occasional bite, mm. but I've not been sort of carried off by a mosquito or anything. No. We did see a quite exciting first sighting of a camel spider last night, no, two nights ago. Yeah. Big female, wasn't it? Was it a female? Yeah, I think so. It's got the pointy things on the front. Anyway, very <laughs> aggressive. You don't want to get anywhere near them. There's some uh, interesting uh, creatures out here. In the- <laughs> yeah. Some animals and insects as well. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few lizards knocking on yeah. the desert. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit about, but to be honest, I haven't really eaten that much. That seems to have had, maybe it's got sweet blood. Maybe. Or you just give off. It's definitely nothing to do with the three puddings I have every night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's, not been, there's not been too much <clears throat> drama with that as of yet. But it is, it's supposed to be the highest, I think it's the, the worst malaria place in, in, in the world. It's quite bad out here, yeah. Yeah. I think the... The ISO thing isn't quite doing the, the accommodation justice. I think in your head, you're probably imagining a shipping container with beds in. It's definitely not that. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's sort of, yeah, prefab building um, with rooms and furniture and, and a bed. Shower facilities. Shower facilities. So it's like, it's not bad at all. It's not a shipping container. Yeah, I agree with Fertz. Uh, I think Captain Quick's obviously from a privileged background, so it probably is like an ISO container for him, whereas actually it's very comfortable. Uh, the beds are good, um, the aircon, it's two men rooms. For an actual operation, then it's, you can't get much better, to be fair. You can stay for six months and not have no complaints whatsoever. 
Yeah, absolutely agree. Both Husey and Thurtz will go out on the ground uh, on sort of various missions. Um, so we'll have a bit more, uh, bit more of a varied lifestyle out on the ground. So the Light Dragoons are a reconnaissance regiment, a long-range reconnaissance regiment. And the UN effectively has been out here since, uh, God, I think it's 20, 2014, I think, 2015. And we've, there's about 13,000 uh, troops across MINUSMA, which is the, the UN organization out here. And we effectively have come out here to provide a new capability um, uh, and as a unit that can drive very long distance over sort of desert terrain. That's why we've been called in. We are there to effectively help the UN bring peace to uh, the country um, that has been plagued with quite a lot of terrorism and, um, over the last few years, uh, certainly in, in the north. And so we're here, and the guys, both Thurtz and Husey, will be going out on the ground quite a lot. So I'll let them talk about what they're sort of doing on the ground and how the sort of day-to-day -day life they should see um, whilst sort of conducting reconnaissance on the ground. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll be working at Outreach, away from sort of the main troops, if you like, gathering information. So my troops, the uh, human engagement troop, basically, we, we're going to sort of try to, to gather as much information and build rapport with, with, with locals and through engagement with leaders, etc., and then try and pass that information back and then uh, allow our higher command to sort of make decisions and, and act from there. We're operating with loads of other nations, with sort of Belgians, uh, Swedish, Germans. We've also got some Egyptian uh, soldiers out here, Chinese, sort of a big presence within the UN. And the French are doing a separate operations uh, within the country, so we, we're not operating with them, but they're conducting a sort of different mission. With regards to sort of partnering operations, it's quite hard to, to know what to expect out here, because obviously we've done sort of partnering stuff in, on Herrick and, and things like that, and, and in Cabrit. But this is, for myself, this is sort of the first UN mission I've been on, so to know what to expect is sort of an unknown up to now. So it'll be interesting to see what, what that turns into. Same with me. I did the uh, Excise Trident Juncture in Norway, which um, allowed us to integrate with uh, a host uh, of other nations out here we sort of have difficulties we have obviously the language barriers and stuff but we have obviously trained with other nations before so it won't be totally alien to us um, we just have to play it out on the ground and see how we all get on and interact when the time comes obviously um i don't get any downtime no i'm joking yeah, top, top grafter <laughs> yeah it's top grafter it's probably a bit of truth in what you say at the moment though so at the moment it's quite frantic uh we've we've all the kits getting here and and sort of establishing ourselves so once that's calmed down i'm sure there'll be time to uh have a bit a few bits we can do sort of downtime yeah. routines um starting slowly to come in um, but like i said there's a lot of graft coming in different convoys isos fright coming in um but we, in the evening after scruff we usually have a bit of downtime we've had the boxing on a few nights football's been on for the last couple of nights uh, and then there's some more boxing on at the weekend, which I'm sure everyone will be watching. Yeah, definitely. I think when we, um, like when we, when we get set up and good to go, we've sort of got football matches planned and trying to play some games and was as a sort of, as a sort of uh, some sport events for as, within the within the, the task group. And then like you've been out gymming quite a lot, haven't you? You've been yeah. Sort of... So the lads have been doing a lot of sort of body weight stuff at the moment while they're waiting for the uh, 
the gym to be sorted and there's other stuff like in, in the evenings the guys will phone their families off the uh, satellite phones which is something we've had uh, on most operational tours and then there's the BFPS service for most of the sports and stuff like that that's on, on, on the telly so there's, there's, there's plenty to do basically 24-7 football uh, yeah yeah Absolutely. Which is great Dream. for the football fans amongst us. Unless you're a Sheffield United fan. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. <laughs> uh, or you're an egg chaser fan yeah. like myself. Mm. Not much rugby going on. So basically, in the UK, we went to Shrivenham first for isolation, and a few of the lads decided it'd be a perfect opportunity to grow a bit of uh, facial furniture. They got out here in the RSM soon decided that was not a good idea but he gave he gave us the option of writing a letter to the colonel if we wanted that to go through the correct chain and stuff like that and get get it uh, done the, the right way so a couple of us being myself and Uzi took him up on that yeah so uh we wrote him a funny letter um put a bit quite a bit of humor in to uh convince him to grow our tashes i've got six weeks to uh, look like tom Selleck, um magnum pi so I'm hoping I can pull that off in the time I've been given. I'm pretty confident that I can. So I, I initially just wanted a moustache, just a nice simple moustache, and uh, kind of shot myself in the in the foot a little bit because now I've got to grow a full set of mutton chops uh, <laughs> and look an absolute tool walking around camp. <laughs> but you get you get what you ask for, yeah. don't you? I suppose. Yeah. Why are you having to grow mutton chops? I don't know, it's just a joke, I think. But who are you looking like? Just the. Oh, right, okay. Military greats. <laughs> <laughs> he basically didn't want to look like uh, what's his name? The uh, oh, Bronson. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who's yeah. the guy? Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to look like Ross Kemp, so he, his excuse for growing facial hairs to not look like him. Yeah. Because um, I'm follically challenged. <laughs> Follically challenged sports. I suppose it's subjective, really. I definitely think it is. <laughs> I definitely think it's not. Yeah. But that's because you can't grow a beard. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, it's actually probably true. There's somewhat, some, somewhat of truth there. Mine goes ginger. That's my drama. Nothing wrong with gingers. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> nothing wrong with ginger. You're isolated. Some of the audience members. Yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of my cousins are ginger. Should a shout out to them, uh, but no, I I can't really grow a good beard. Basically, everyone turned up, and all the Swedes had long hair, beards. So, Thurtz wanted to copy. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, he can't do the long hair bit. Well, maybe after. <laughs> maybe after. Um, so he's going for the the upside down head. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, I've done a lot of punchy stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a young officer. Um, most notably, Poland, that was particularly punchy. Um, for me, no, this is, for me, this is my first with a proper operation, I guess. Um, I just missed the Afghan days, sadly. So for me, this is sort of our first one in a desert with actually conducting operations that, that have, uh, I guess, some, some threat to it and a, a very real threat out there. So it, it, it's, yeah, it's a good challenge for us and it, it's exciting to sort of be in this environment. I guess it's what we joined the army for, partly. And it's key for us to sort of make sure we're busy planning operations that keeps these guys safe on the ground. So it's very different for me. Uh, I haven't really done an operation like it, but that's you've done, you've done Afghan. Yeah, so that um, was 
counterinsurgency really so that that's not what this is this is sort of peacekeeping uh, which is Kibrit wasn't really that was it no it was, was we were stagging on the Russian border yeah. basically I think um, it's sort of categorised as that but it's it's not really so the the threats out here are, are very similar to, to Herrick in Afghanistan but um, it's a totally different uh, role that we're doing so it's um, less kinetic um, and we're, we're sort of here to support the the locals really as opposed to uh seek out extreme extremist yeah yeah i mean we're here to to find out how we can help the local populations as much as possible and and help the un instill peace around here i guess so it is a very different operation rather than actively um going out to to counter terrorism yeah, um, just to touch on that, the main issue is is the distances we're going to be working at. Never before, I don't think the British Army has ever worked at the quite the distances that we're planning on pushing out to. So that's the biggest challenge, logistics, med chain, um, and just how you operate at them sort of distances away from everyone else. So Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's the long-range recce group is sort of, I guess, tipping of the hat back to the long-range desert group of World War Two that effectively operated over large distances. And whilst it's a very, very, very different operation, it is the first time, I guess, UK forces are operating in the desert over hundreds of kilometres. So it's, it's a really cool op for us. It's a really good one to be a part of. And this is, this is what, what the, the vehicles and the kit is designed for. So I've got my little, my little tribe at home. Um, and obviously I'm going to be missing them, so I'm missing birthdays, etc. which a lot of the lads are, but... Um, it's, it's funny because, I mean, you um, said, you what? just said that what? they wanted you to stay out here longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> They'll probably ask me to extend to nine months. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Cheaper food bill. Yeah, a lot less food in the house. Uh, but, yeah, just family and stuff like that, really. And then just yeah. the, the stuff that you, you sort of take for granted at home, like... Being able to go to the fridge, grab grab what you want, or anything yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, a longer shower than two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to a long shower. <clears throat> Obviously, being in the desert, there's limited water supply, so a two-minute shower a day is all you can all you can get. Or two one-minute showers allows you to do a bit of bit of fitness and not feel completely sandy. Yeah, just quite nice. The yeah. Wi-Fi situation as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got two kids as well, so obviously I'll be missing them. Um, the sacrifices, missing Christmas and stuff. Uh, I've got my girlfriend back at home as well. Big shout out to Katie. So she's holding the fort back there for me. Um, you'll obviously miss them, but this is what we signed up for. This is what every soldier should aspire to be doing. So you just put them sort of things at back of your mind and crack on, really. Yeah, my family are pretty used to it. I'm definitely <laughs> a, one of an army family, so I've got four brothers of which three are in the army dad was in the army so mum's sort of like it's going away again it's pretty standard so um not seen him for six months anyway yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly thing is out here you've got you've got lads who have done they've got a lot of experience he's been on ops before they'll perhaps be the guys who deal with it slightly better they've but there's this guys who's been probably the first time abroad some of the lads and then also the first definitely the first yeah. operation so you've got to sort of keep an eye on them the most and, and sort of yeah. support them just trying to keep them busy there's, like, there's lots of sort of things we can do like lots of welfare stuff we can do to try and keep everyone busy it's sort of easier for I guess it's easy for me I don't have a sort of 
well, anyone waiting back at home other than, other than my parents and family, but... Oh, oh wait, can we just get rid of that? That sounds really tragic. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go cancel that bit. Cancel it. <laughs> They're getting out their mini violins now. No, it's easy for me because I don't have... Uh, I'm not married or anything, so it's easy. I've got no children at home. But I guess we, we're quite lucky that we're a pretty close-knit regiment, so a lot, of, a lot of my mates are out here and we all know each other and we all get on very well, so it's, it's very easy for us to sort of be away, I guess. I think on one as well for that, it's harder for the families because we're out here, we know what we're doing, we're together, whereas them, they're back at home, they're not knowing what we're doing, they don't know uh, what we're doing day to day, whether we're safe or not, but, so it's probably a bigger strain for them. I think they miss us a lot more than we miss them. I guess from sort of headquarters side of things, we're busy trying to prepare all the, basically trying to plan the operation at the moment for these guys to make sure that all the conditions are met and set and that we've got a good plan in place to keep these guys safe whilst they're, they're doing their patrols. So, and how they communicate and things like that, which I'm rather jealous of these guys going out, to be honest. But I mean, you guys have been busy doing like so we've training been, and stuff, haven't you? Since we got here, we've sort of been getting what we can ready kit-wise and equipment. And then uh, any lessons and further training that we feel we needed to sort of brush up on from the the MRX, which is our final sort of validation exercise. We've been sort of covering that and then covering the uh, the main important areas like med and, and, and that sort of thing. Not too sure what the first impressions will be like for us, to be fair. Um, it's just, just a bit of excitement, I think, really, to get out there. Uh, the train is pretty much... Um, different to what we've worked in before with the wagons but they're very more than capable of operating in this sort of environment so not really sure. We've had a quick, we've had a quick glance over the uh, yeah. over the wall haven't we? Yeah, very, um, very flat. It's pretty flat and obviously sandy with sort of acacia, acacia trees dotted around the place mm. and incredibly hot. It's about 37 degrees here at the moment um, but the vehicles are designed to work in the desert but they're open top so these guys will have to be lathering sun cream on no doubt and um it's cool I, it's i mean it's a good sort of african savanna t terrain i think the first first time out and that will the, the lads will, have, will be naturally quite cautious and and then the the experience will build and then with that will come a bit more confidence and and um comfort in your environment if you like So I came out early um, with Bonnie, um, who is a very friendly, uh, what looks like an attack dog, but it's not, it's a search dog, and is very friendly and actually quite sort of, a, I'm quite jealous of the dog handler. I mean, he's got quite a sort of, quite a cool job and he's sort of got his, his pet with him permanently, I guess. Uh, so I've managed to spend quite a lot of time with Bonnie, who hasn't managed to rip off my arm, which is good. So pretty chuffed with that. You guys? I've not met the dogs, I've been busy grafting <laughs> so unfortunately I've not had a chance to meet the dog I've actually seen the dog um, working uh, she's pretty switched on knows her stuff um, so I've very much got a lot of confidence in the dog so yeah and it's a good addition to the team because it saves a lot of time when we're out there searching and stuff the dog just pelts it itself up and down and finds stuff very quickly so big up the dog <laughs> <laughs> big up Bonnie big shout out to the dog